Hello everybody, Mariner here and welcome to Net That Hall, the second time in 24 hours, Gabe. How are you doing, my friend? I'm uh, starting to get used to this schedule, back to back. <laughs> just in I have to say, I always feel more break. prepared. Yeah, just <laughs> in time for the international break. That'll, that'll come at a nice time, but I always do feel more prepared for the matchup show after having done the review show. I, I was saying off, off air last night after we finished that I find that review show is pretty handy in comparison. I really like it. I think I'm actually learning from it myself, oddly enough. I know it's FPL teacher mm -hmm. and everything who's on with us, which probably <laughs> explains why I'm learning. Um, but, but yeah. I, Even I, you're I, learning I, something, I mean, Mariner. <laughs> I, well, I'd like to think so, maybe. Who knows? It, you know, there's maybe hope for the old dog yet. <laughs> Always hope. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so it's just us today. Nima's in, in the Lebanon. He's, I think he's in Beirut somewhere, I think. And he's gone out for a wedding or something. He keeps complaining the power keeps going off. Um, but he oh, still yeah, manages to, he still manages to contact, contact us on WhatsApp. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, when he were up, he's having a good time, and he's back after the international break. And in fact, the review show is not going to be next week. It's going to be the week after, isn't it? We're having a week off. Uh, I'm down in Singapore anyway. Mm -hmm. So uh, and apologies if you can hear my daughter screaming her head off because she is just absolutely going crazy right now. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> should we have a look at some philosophy whilst I mute myself across here and find out what is going on? Go give her some rum or something uh, from, from the deck there, from your personal storage. FPL philosophy for game week four comes to us from Martha Graham. She's a choreographer, and she said, you are unique, and if that is not fulfilled, then something has been lost. And the inspiration for this, truly, Mariner, was your wild card. Um, and and just just the decision, like, you felt it on a visceral level that you had to do something and uh, and put yourself in a different situation than than you were in and and i think that that's gonna that decision right there is gonna make first of all it's, it's you kind of just taking the reins and taking control and and playing it your way and 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 i think that's woken up a couple of things in you where um you're you're starting to listen to your gut a little bit more it's like wait a minute um, I can hear myself, by, by the way. I'm not sure if other people can hear the echo. All right, you carry on. You just carry on speaking. I'm going to sort myself out this end. <laughs> right on. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think um, we did talk about Mariner's wild card yesterday in the uh, in the review show. And and it, it, it was a success. It, it turned your 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 season around so far. And hopefully that that continues. And and hopefully we do find ways of being unique and uh, not succumb to the to the flow or the torrent. I felt like I I, I succumbed to the Mbumo torrent a little bit. I didn't want Mbumo. And now I have him. You didn't. He's fine, but I don't want him. You can hear me now. Yeah. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. right, You're a little okay, loud and tinny, but I can hear you. Right, hang on a second. We'll just sort it out. All right. Um, yeah, um, that wild card. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm certainly not part of the what's it, the 56 point podcast or whatever it is. Is it? Is, is that what it's called? The 50, you're, you're, Yeah, you're not part of the 56 point uh, um, community podcast. <laughs> no. How many was there? The 56 points. 
I think it's 56. Yeah, that's the, the, the content creator community score. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I told you the axe was coming out, didn't I? No, with all honesty, <laughs> I, I, there was a few people said, oh, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like, oh, why have you, why have you wildcarded? Why have you done this? Why have you done that? And I was saying, well, quite frankly, what bloody does it matter? This is my choice. You know, everybody play your own game, isn't it? That's the whole point, isn't it? Uh, and I saw something else, and I'm gonna—I'm not gonna say who it was, but I saw something on Twitter yesterday which annoyed me a little bit as well. So I don't like hits. I really hate hits this week. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. There's a fly like, flying around me now. But you know, hang on a minute here. What context are you making that in? You know, you, you might have Botman, you might have a load of injuries, you might, you know, you might have two free transfers. You may have rolled one of your transfers last week in the whole thing to actually attack it now. Who knows? Um, it, everybody plays the game differently. That's the beauty of FPL, and it's also what drives me completely mad, Gabe, from time to time. Not <laughs> we will see whether the wild card works. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I've got to live with it now. But I know there's a few other people wildcarding. People are slowly starting to come round to it. And I think the reason I went for it was clearly the fixture changes. I could see the fixture swings and I thought, well, I may as well go for it. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's that. So I am unique. <laughs> <laughs> And, and nothing and say, nothing has been lost, Mariner. Nothing no, has been lost. No, no, it wasn't. And I have to say, I did actually pull the wildcard while I was sat on the toilet looking exactly like that. So there you go. Then we come full <laughs> circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we get going? Should we get into this then? Let's see what's going on today. Um, so we're going to go dive straight into the matchups, Gabe, uh, as always. Uh, and we will start with Luton against West Ham. And I see a little change to your slides. You mentioned there was a change. Um, so you can tell us all about this when we get going. Um, but let me, first of all, give the underlying numbers for this. And this is surprising, Gabe, because your NetXG doesn't like West Ham. And we did have a quick look, and it seems to be the case. Um, obviously, Luton with no idea. We have a feeling they might be a bit more difficult at home um, than they have been away. But realistically, you know, my fixture difficulty does like West Ham. Tons of caveats here. What's the uh, what's the scores on the doors with this one, Gabe? Where do you see this one going? Yeah, well, uh, Luton 1.35 net XG compared to West Ham 0.95, which is, which is quite surprising, I have to say. And uh, by contrast, the FDR is basically the opposite, negative 0.5 for Luton and 2.2 for West Ham. But what we have, the, the new element, I guess, here on the slide is the average positions in the previous match. So, so the reason for this is I want to take kind of like the, the lessons learned from Lucy and that, that we heard yesterday. And and just show like just show in their average positions if we can kind of talk about it and give it context as we look forward. So so I think I'm going to be doing that to to anchor this these slides to the previous to the to the review show. Um, and what what strikes me that first and foremost, and I kind of like I don't really agree with the data for NetXG, but I agree with the idea. I think because West Ham. They've played every every game they've played this season. They've played kind of like like this, right? Look how deep they're sitting. They have isolated isolated players forward. They have um, who's that? James Ward Prowse, 
um, kind of in the middle, linking, right? And they have Antonio kind of Antonio and Bowen a little bit isolated up top. Um, they're not going to be able to do that against Luton, right? I mean, Luton don't exactly sit deep. You can see Luton, they're very compact in a mid-block there rather than a deep block. And maybe that's been a little bit their problem where teams are getting in behind that mid-block. So I would expect that block to go a little bit deeper. Um, and especially since they're playing at home, they're not, they're going to want to like stay in it for as long as possible to keep the crowd in it as well. Um, so, so I, I see, I don't look what West Ham have, they've assembled, especially when Kudus arrives, they've assembled a really great roster. And I, and I think they, they could be really creative, but they have David Moyes at, at the helm and he's not very creative. So I don't, I, I need to see how <laughs> West Ham are going to push forward and break down a block. They haven't done yeah. that this season, and I think they'll struggle with it uh, at Luton. You see, I've, I've got a funny feeling about this one. I've got a feeling in my water about Antonio. Um, I mentioned it last night. He's very patchy, but when he goes, he goes, and he's going, in my mm -hmm. opinion. I've seen this before, uh, and if I had the opportunity to bring him in this week, I think I would. Uh, I'd go as far as saying that he is a very, very good punt this week. Um, I think Bowen's an excellent punt as well. I th I'm, I'm more uh, aligned with my uh, fixture difficulty than than yours, than your, than your net XG, to be honest with you. But one thing I will say is that, again, the data's the data. But the do it doesn't really light up. But it does light up a little bit through the middle for West Ham. So I think that gives me enough hope and a, a bit on the left as well. So I think, yes, I think... You know, potential. Certainly, I think uh, Antonio is quite interesting for me. Um, so we'll see. But my gut feeling tells me Antonio is going to go off, and he, he is a bit of a flat trap bully. So, and 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 yeah, that, and that I can't I can't really argue against that gut feeling. That that does that that would make sense. That that he would just just muscle muscle through that that line, especially if they're playing in a deep block or a mid block rather than a deep block. But I will say, look, Luton have conceded five of the seven goals they've conceded have been in the 68th minute or, or later. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, at home, if they can get to the 68th minute at home, I think it's a different. I think it's a different game for Luton. Um, we've you you've mentioned the the crowd there, how it's going to be kind of on on top of everyone there, and it's going to be could be uncomfortable for. And if they get to the 70th minute, 80th minute, and they're still in it. They could see their fortunes change. The other thing I'll, I'll say is like Luton has shown a little bit of a vulnerability on their left flank. Um, so that that kind of like speaks to some opportunity for Bowen. Mm. Mm. I mean, no, I I think, you know, you can huff and you can puff. But eventually, <laughs> I think you're going to get found out. I, I think they are. And I think eventually they'll get found out again. Um, I, I am a bit more hopeful I'm, about them this week. But I do just, I just have this funny feeling that West Ham could, uh, they've, they've just they've come off a really great result at Brighton. A great result. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Um, and if they can do that to Brighton, they can do that to anybody, quite frankly. But obviously, a very, very different game. Very I different. might I might start Cabaret over Estupiñan. Mm. Go <laughs> go against the, the the West Ham torrent. Against the West uh, Ham torrent. I think about that. <laughs> I think that's silly. But 
you know, <laughs> you're original. You play your own game. Remember that. So, okay, let's keep going, shall we? Um, and as, as I say, if we start to see any questions flying around, in fact, let's have a very quick look before we before we do that. We've just got tricky. Uh, uh, let's say West Ham operate with a Jeremy Clarkson mentality. Power. Little room for artistry. Um, and yes, I think Kenilworth Road is a small pitch as well, uh, from my experience. I'd have to double-check that. Um, let's keep going, Bib. Um, Sheffield United against Everton. When's Pickford going to concede this week? <laughs> <laughs> How many minutes in? Um, um, anyway, because Yonder XG seems to think that it might well be that Sheffield do get a goal at 1.07 and Everton are only at 1.33. Uh, my fixture difficulty, I'm not looking for it. I'm going to try and find it because you've changed where they are on the slides. Um, Everton 2.1 yeah. against uh, against minus 0.8 for defence as well. So it doesn't necessarily suggest uh, Everton keeping a clean sheet, quite frankly. Um, but it does quite fancy Everton to score. And to be honest with you, they've had some, they've created so many chances to just can't hit a band or from a yard, can they? Um, how do you see this one going uh, this week? Um, Everton's central and right look pretty good as do shots in the box, actually, and big chances. I mean, well, the what I wanted to show here in the the maps is how how Sheffield United set up differently versus Manchester City compared to versus Forest. So obviously, um, Sheffield uh, Everton is more like like Forest than they are like like Man City. So we see uh, Sheffield U United's deep block turn into. I mean, it's almost a high press. It's like a mid press in terms of the average positions. Look how, look how, like, just look, look how how many bodies are are in midfield there. Um, so, so I think that that's probably how Sheffield United will play this one, and and I think that opens up opportunities for Danjuma. Then you know, Lucien talked about him yesterday. That right now, like the only thing Everton have left is Danjuma. <laughs> so, um, so he's he's probably going to be be looked. They're going to look to him, and, and I, I think he gets something here in this one. But I, but I mean, one-one seems. Um, I, I just see this as a one-one, even though it looks like the, the FDR disagrees a little bit, huh? You got you, the FDR likes Everton a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with it though, um, if I'm honest with you. But mm. saying that, you know, Everton have probably not had enough chances to be able to to be able to get something out of this game. I would suggest, but. But, you know, Sheffield United at home, again, is, I would never say it's an easy fix. Uh, you know, going to Bramall Lane is, is never an easy fixture, particularly for a team who haven't won yet this season. But you might, they may get off the mark, I think. But um, I'm not I'm not that convinced. I wouldn't be buying anyone from from either team, quite frankly, at this moment in time. I think they're a, they're a, they're a swerve, both of them, right now. Um, I, I, so yeah, yeah. I think the only question is if if you're if you're struggling for a defender play and you have and you have someone uh, from from these teams. I, I I mean I wouldn't expect much. No, I mean I mean I don't know if anybody's got it. I mean <laughs> if anybody any, any any Everton assets that either lob the teddy out the cart and wild carded or, <laughs> <laughs> or or flogged them. I would probably suggest that. I know there's a, a lot of people. I was, I was listening to Nick uh, uh, 
Nick on his on his pod, and he was absolutely spitting fire about um, <laughs> about Pickford. So uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a general that's a general statement going on at the moment. Um, Brentford against Bournemouth, Gabe. So now here we go. Um, Brentford at home, always strong. Um, the net XG likes them one point six five. Um, Bournemouth one point oh seven doesn't necessarily see a clean sheet coming again, which is a bit irritating, considering I'm a Flecken owner. But at least maybe they're going to have a few shots, and if they're low XG shots, I might get some serve points out of it, which is what we tend to get with uh, with Brentford these days, isn't it? Um, Brentford's fixture difficulty two point five, defensively one point eight. Actually, does like them. So if I was working off my fixture difficulty, then I would be I'm 100% playing Flecken, first and foremost. I'd, I'd play him over Areola because I do think Luton sure. have, the, have the opportunity of getting something. Um, but also, it really likes Brentford's left and it really likes their headed matchup as well. So where are we going with this one, Gabe? Um, this looks interesting. I, I'm a... Um, Posto owner didn't do much last week. I have to say I'm a bit more hopeful this week. Um, although that right hand matchup didn't look very good, <laughs> which is where he sits. So maybe, maybe, maybe I've got a bit of a problem coming. I don't know. Maybe we'll see them. We'll see the captaincy metric later on. It might throw that in the spanner as well. But anyway, let's see. Well, I, I think that's just a function of that, that Brentford just create from their left. And that doesn't mean Mbomo is not going to get his. No, it just means you know? the chance comes from the left. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And and so so that, so that will continue. But if we look at the average position maps, um, uh, who's the, you know, Mbomo could be isolated against. Uh, I have to look up who that is number five for um, Bournemouth. Um, but but if he finds himself isolated on the, on that side, right? Um, I I think there's definitely like that. This this is the game where, you know, you start your Brentford players. We saw Mbomo, um, Flecken Flecken is an obvious one. And sometimes when when I look at the net xG and it's like um, like a, it it's indicates potentially a goal. Um, but the if you look at the the xG metric, if that's low, right? Um, then sometimes that just in, indicate that could indicate save points, even if it's not reflected in the shots goal predictors, because you get low XG chances with like a uh, high net XG, so like probably likely on target. Um, so so just uh, something to pair there that 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 could be interesting. Um, but I, I think I think this one's obvious for for Wisa and and Mbomo, especially especially I, I have to say I, I like Wisa a lot. Um, because Wisa is the tip of the spear. He's he's the first look when when Brentford press in midfield. Um, they, they have well, they're going to play their their four three three likely. And when they press in midfield, when they recover the ball, the first look is always straight ahead to Wisa. And I think he could split those um, the the Bournemouth center backs there there quite a bit. And if they step, then then that'll open things for Mbomo. So I I'd expect both of them to do well here. But I I, I do also expect Bournemouth to get something. I was surprised they didn't get something against Spurs. Yeah, I do. I do like Visser, but I mean, uh, he's fifty uh, percent goal involvement right now, with respect to Brentford. Actual, mm. um, so uh, exactly the same as uh, as uh, Mbumo. Um Expected is lower, thirty three. 
So, but yeah, his actual involvement is 50%. So I think he's a really good value, you know, again, and uh, he's in form. He's in form. Uh, and I think you can you can safely say that, but saying that they both are. Uh, and, I, and Bournemouth, as we've been saying, Bournemouth don't know any other way other than just attacking. So I think that's probably going to open up uh, chances for Bre- chances for Brentford as well. Um, if I was going to go with this one, Gabe, I'm going to stick my neck out. I'm going to go 3-1 here. I've got a funny mm-hmm. feeling Brentford might, Bournemouth might get something, I'm afraid. And I think I might have to rely on yeah. save points again. One interesting thing about about Bournemouth, I I, I kind of agree with you in, in that prediction, uh, Mariner. One thing interesting thing about Bournemouth, look, look at them versus Spurs. You see how Solanke had to drop deeper in that in that match, and, and Semenya was the one that got the goal, or no, sorry, didn't score right? No, didn't score. It was two nil. Um, but but Semenya's yeah. the the number twenty four who's nearly did. forward. Yeah, yeah, he nearly he nearly did. Um, so so that that's something to to watch out for. I think Semenya is a is a four point five million forward. So yeah, yes. every, everyone's going to Archer. I, I I think Semenyo could be really interesting here if um, if Solanke's pulling central defenders and Semenyo's getting in behind. Yeah, he certainly looked. He looked. Uh, he looked a bit lively, didn't he? He looked lively. Let's see how it goes. Um, I think Brentford assets. Are, I mean, you're going to play them, are you? You're playing them all this week. You're not benching them. No way. No chance. Okay, let's move on. Burnley against Tottenham. Right. Okay. What's this I hear about Rich Allison being crocked? There's a rumor, isn't there? <laughs> this this smells like um you know you know when like um insecure players when they go and, and they and they they mess up on the field and and then they pretend they got injured. This is like uh this yeah. is like the manager is uh, like, like oh I messed up I messed up playing Rich Allison he must be injured. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, enough said. Well, anyway, apparently he's flagged, so there we go. Um, Brentford, I said, Burnley, you've got Brentford on here still. You've got the old matchup, you've got the Burnley Tottenham and the Brentford data. <laughs> oh, damn it. I forgot to change this one. Sorry. Don't worry, I'll tell you what I'm going to do because I can probably see this data from somewhere else. So I'm, I'm just going to go into the, in fact, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to go to slide 14. There we go, Gabe. There's your summary. Halfway down. Right. Do you see it? Uh, yeah, I think somewhere. I mean, oh, maybe we don't. Where are we? What's going on with this? It's all going to shit as well, is it? <laughs> no, hang on a minute. Where are we? Uh, which game are we doing? Spurs, here we go. Uh, Spurs Burnley, and Burnley, Spurs. there we go. Burnley, Spurs, minus 0.9 for Burnley, t- minus 2.9 for Burnley's defence, plus 2.9 for Spurs. Um, yeah, Zonal's right side for Spurs, uh, 3.9. Uh, Brent, uh, Burnley, not an awful lot. And what else are we looking for here? Mm, nothing much. Um Looks like the formatting's gone wrong on the shots in the box. But anyway, there we go. Nothing much, Gabe, from our side here. But it does like the fixture difficulty. Your net XG, on the other hand, only 1.3. Only 1.3 for um, for Spurs. Where are we going with them? Where are we going with respect to Madison? If, if Richarlison, I mean, who's going to play if Richarlison isn't playing there? 
So because is that I mean because so Madison's creating a lot, but Rich Allison's not finishing them, so it might be a bonus. This. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we look like last match in the um, the average position maps, there um, Son is is actually the furthest forward, with Madison and Richarlison in behind him, and and, and I think that's something that could continue. You could even see like um, Son and Madison a little bit playing kind of close together, um, but I don't really know. Uh, I have to be perfectly honest. I, I don't know how how Postecoglou will will set up without Richarlison. Um, I don't know if. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. There, there, are, there are many things he could do. But what one thing that that Burnley does well, and and you see that also in the um, in the average position maps is look how they pack that mid that midfield, right? So so they're yes. basically they're force they're forcing players to they're they're forcing other teams to go wide. Like they there's they're saying nothing's going to come through the middle, um, and so they're forcing players to go wide. So I think this this could be you know a hev- heavily heavy involvement for. Um, Udogi and whoever's going to be on the other side, be it Pedro Porro or Emerson Royal. Um, but I, I think it's going to be about them and then them finding targets centrally. Um, and in that sense, I don't know. I'm loath to say this because Madison has been so great and I already brought him into my team for this game week. But this doesn't feel like a Madison game week to me because of that packed uh, central midfield area. Um, it, it does feel more like get into space, get it wide, more like a maybe Sun, Sun and uh, Ud- Udogi kind of combining some combination there. And then I don't know whoever's at the nine. I don't know who's going to be there. Parrot. <laughs> Parrot, is it? Was it a parrot? I don't know. Parrot. No idea. <laughs> uh, there's um, a question actually from Tricky Perisic. Is Perisic going to end up further up the pitch? Um, given the. It seems to be there's a lot of people missing right now. Spurs, isn't there? Is Perisic gonna gonna get a run further up? He could. I don't know. He's you know, Ange has used him as an impact sub, as an impact player thus far. So I don't know if he'll want to keep him as an impact player if that's all he sees him as, or if say um, you know Perisic just comes in and plays the wing. I don't. I don't think he'll play yeah. defense. Sun playing the nine. He could. He could. He's not exactly what they're what they're trying to do. If he plays the nine, I do expect Madison to play a little closer to him. And and that would if that happens, then Madison doesn't get stuck in that midfield mess. Yeah, but if you just Can't notice the players who were throwing around, right? You know, uh, Sun's not not particularly in form, is he? We've been saying that for a for a week or two. Um, just does make me think. Uh, oddly enough, if Rich Allison's missing. Am I so worried about Madison? It's because uh, Rich Allison did score in the week, didn't he? In the in the uh, in the in the League Cup. Um, so yeah, but Madison sure. has been good despite Rich Allison holding he is the a good, back, right? He, well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that. There is that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, right. Well, anyway, we're twenty-seven minutes in, so I suppose we better ask for some likes, had we? Uh, whilst we're at it, so. Um, if um, you haven't already hit like, please do. Um, sorry we've been messing up as usual, but this is part of the fun and that that all in it, Gabe. We, we never do anything normally. There's always things go wrong. It's part <laughs> of the fun. Um, but yeah, hit like. If you really like us, hit subscribe. And if you really, really like us, become a hauler. Uh, like uh, about 50 people now. So we've actually up at 50. Although I, I understand there's a little bit of gifting going on, which might 
explain why we jumped a bit suddenly. But anyway, thank you very much. Um, Gabe, uh, let's keep going. Chelsea against Nottingham Forest. So, again, data is going to take a time to catch up with what we are seeing on the pitch. Uh, your net XG quite likes Chelsea, but not that much. 1.43. Forest at 0.75. My fixture difficulty likes Chelsea a bit more. 2.2 for attack, 1.9 for defence. Um, and it quite likes the left and right-sided matchups for Chelsea, so it suggests wings again. Um, probably plays down Sterling sort of angle again here. I've got a footy feeling. Um, I think Forest might be a different beast to Luton, though, between me and you. I've got footy. They've already shown that they've got a bit more about them. Um, I think it won't be as easy a game as the Luton was eventually. Luton game was eventually. Mm -hmm. The one thing I will say, Gabe, is shots in box 10.5 predicted. Plenty of shots by the looks of things. Um, what do you, where do you where do you see this one going? Well, I mean, we have um, the the two heat maps here. Yeah, Luton have they they don't have a a Taiwo who has scored in seven consecutive Premier League matches. So so that that'll be different. Then Chelsea will have to account for that. Um, but I put I put the Raheem Sterling's heat map here and um, and Taiwanese heat map. But look at Taiwo's just kind of like presence near near the penalty spot. Um, so, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, he causes them problems. Um, but what I will say is look, Chelsea have the players to go wide, right? I, I think this could be like a heavy Chilwell game. For example, if you look at the average positions for, for Forrest on the Forrest's right defensive side, there's there's kind of a gap there that that's how they they had set up against United right with Rashford on that side so if Rashford's on that side and they're showing some vulnerability there um, I I think you know I've been saying this for several weeks and it hasn't really happened but but Chilwell could absolutely haul in this one um, I kind of like Chilwell more than. I don't know. I don't know if more, but um, I, I think Chilwell's side will offer more opportunities than than Sterling's side on the right. Do you see that news? I didn't know it. So when I saw it in the chat, and I went Palmer. Like the only the only Palmer I could think of is Cole Palmer. Um, Fabrizio Romano, Cole Palmer to Chelsea. Here we go. Agreement in principle reached. Manchester City a forty million deal plus five million add-ons. He plays down the right. Mm. Sterling mudded. No, must be just been to compete, no, right? Ster I, yeah, I don't know. It, that, that's an interesting one um, because he's he plays wider. He plays wider than Sterling, even even though that the heat map there does show Sterling kind of like wide near the in in the middle third. Uh, Sterling gets inside when it comes when he comes close to the box. So. I don't know if um, if there will be some kind of interplay there where Sterling goes from wide to from wide inside, and um, and Palmer would go would stay wide or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting one. Palmer is also very young. He's like nineteen, right? So it could yeah. be the and it's very, very cheap. Way. It's five million, by the way. So uh, I don't think, I, as I say, I think he's it's a little bit of excitement, but I think I don't think it'll change much in the short term. Do you? 
discomforts oh, are is that Palmer actually plays left, right. right, and through the middle for the England U21. Right, okay, because I've only ever seen him on the right. I, I think I've only ever seen him on the right. Is that? But I've seen him cut in on his left, so and he scored with his left foot, hasn't he? I've seen him do that a couple of times. So mm -hmm. yeah, maybe he can play anywhere. Um, good point. Good point. There we go. Um, right. Okay. Uh, let's. <laughs> Another one. God, how many more players are they going to sign? How many more? <laughs> I hope I keep a clean sheet. I am playing both my Chelsea defenders against Forrest, by the way. So, um, mm. I think I have to. I cannot not play them. Yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to bench him. You know, you bring a Chelsea defender in for a reason. You bring him in to play him these games, not put him on the bench and then get jammy and get all the points off the bench, yeah? And then celebrate <laughs> it like you've done something good. Hmm? <laughs> you benched him. It's no good. It's bloody spawny. That's all it is. Don't celebrate it. What did General say? He celebrated his look. He didn't celebrate his points. He celebrated his look. I think that's the way to do it. There's a fine, there's a fine line. There is. God, I was bitter. So bitter. <laughs> Tell me about what, it, my 12 what did I say last night? What did I say last night off, off air at the end? I said, if you've got a player on the bench, just give them half the points. I think that's the way. Why Why should you get full points? You've took a conscious decision to put them on the bloody bench. Why should you get full points? I think they're missing a trick. What do, they th what do you think in the chat, Half the guys? points is fantastic. What do you think in the chat? What do you think to Mariner? I'm on my eye horse again, as usual. God, I was bloody hell. I was <laughs> spitting fire, honestly. Neat. Nima's the one that does the polls for us, so we don't have any polls today. But, no, we haven't got any polls. No, but let, let, no, no. But let, let us know what you think of that idea. Like, the closest uh, thing we've got to a poll. Be, you, get, you get half. Uh, I think the closest thing we've got to a poll is Matty Cash. Get that off. Get it. Ha ha ha! Manchester City against Fulham. <laughs> we just went from 50 viewers to five. Yeah. Yep, we, we're dropping viewers. In. It's gone Moving down on. 10 instantly. Did you see it? Just went down 10 instantly. Yep. Everyone's just switched off. <laughs> Manchester City against Fulham. And we've got a few people agreeing with me. With Podner saying, I completely agree with you. I said that about two years back. Sorry, Matt. I didn't know that. I didn't know you then, but no, I agree with you completely. <laughs> Manchester City against Fulham, Gabe. Let's keep going. I'm going to lose my ass. I, I'm going to come back to this point later as well. Manchester City against Fulham. Uh, net XG is really favourable. 1.98. But again, again, Manchester City, you think they're going to concede. Your net XG thinks they're going to concede at 0.99 or there's a chance. On the other hand, my fixture difficulty thinks not. 3.7 attack, 2.9 defence, 3.3 um, big chances. We know who probably going to get them. The issue is, Gabe, as we said last night, is he going to take them? I mean, the robot on Hope thinks he's going to score nine points. But the robot thinks he's going to score nine points every week. Eventually, <laughs> he's right. Do you know what I mean? But... Um, where do you see this one going? I mean, obviously, the, the shot goal predictors light up. Manchester City at home, you've got to fancy them. I think you fancy Haaland to get on his, to, to sort himself out. 
personally. Yeah, certainly. Look at the 4.0 central matchup there. Everything just lines up from the big, the big chances. Um, shots in the box, not so much, which is, which is interesting. But he doesn't need many shots in the box to to convert, right? Um, look like look how low the shots in the box matchup is, but the XG matchup is 2.0. So, um, so that just it goes to show. Um, that and 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 then the the average positions after the substitutions, I just it shows how much potential Foden has with the space in front of him, um, compared to Alvarez, who's kind of like always behind Holland. Um, so so I, man, that um, yeah, the runs. It's a shame Foden had the runs for for the the last match, and then but but one thing, <laughs> Fulham, look at. <laughs> Hopefully, he's, what he's taking what he needs. Uh, it, yeah, it just was shit luck, man. It was terrible luck on it. It was actually a shit touch yeah, in the yeah. box as well <laughs> for his assist. If, we, if we're staying on topic, well, right? They, they say he's streaky, right? <laughs> oh dear! Now and now, now we're really, now we're really starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel, aren't we? Here, yeah. Um, um, yeah, but moving over to Fulham here, like look, look how compact <laughs> and deep Fulham Fulham are, and and Palinha is back, so Palinha will be disrupting that space uh, that that Foden is supposed to have. Um, I I could see I could see Palinha causing some trouble here, making it difficult. But after uh, a bit of an embarrassing game away without Pep, um, I think I think they come home and and make a statement here against Fulham. I kind of agree with the like the yeah the shot predictors, you know, eighteen percent chance three or more goals. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, there's a question from Black Screen here. Question: Why was the fixture between Newcastle versus Liverpool weighted so much more in favour of Newcastle than in City against Fulham? I've got a feeling it's to do with the, the periods of time that the fixture is looking at, because Manchester City were a little bit off the boil at the back end of last season, weren't they? Because there was a ton of rotation. So, and that's probably, but Newcastle, on the other hand, were, were scoring goals for fun at the end of last season, if you remember. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's probably it. And Liverpool are just shit. <laughs> or they were. Although, to be fair, as we mentioned in the review show last night, they actually did a lot better than I thought they would. But they still look very flaky and very shaky at the back, a bit like you do when you constipated, Gabe, which is what you said about Deserve last night, wasn't it? Was it his fourth? And, was it his, and Arteta? His, I, I think it's going Arteta. around. Oh, was, that, was it Arteta? Oh, I thought it was in Deserbia. Anyway. It was Arteta. It was Arteta. Whilst we're still on this topic, you know what? You know what happens once this guy got onto 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 We just we just stay on it because uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm. Uh... <laughs> anyway, oh, we God. like to entertain people. What's we happening? like to entertain people. Um, yes. Okay. I. I strongly suspect that Haaland will put it right. I hope Foden has uh, managed to take some Imodium and is a little bit better this week uh, because I would like to think he's going to get a good run against Fulham. I do really fancy them against Fulham as well. Um, So yeah, uh, that's that one. And while we're on it, Brighton against Newcastle. Are they going to bounce back yet? This is the question. It's not an easy game to bounce back against Newcastle. Really, the their net XG for Brighton only 1.25, Newcastle 1.23, Botman missing now by the looks of things. But saying that, these numbers 
are all over the place with these teams because, of course, Brighton are nothing like defensively what they were. Nothing like. Um, even though the fixture ability really likes Brighton attack at, at 3.1, I'm not surprised because Newcastle away from home are nothing like as strong. And they're probably even weaker now with no Botman. Um, everything else lights up for Brighton, but that's not uncommon. They've had about 50 odd shots in. In two games or something like that. Um, I mean, it's, it's hardly any, it's, there's no wonder, really. Um, I'm not sure, however, that I see it quite as easy for Brighton. I've got a funny feeling there could be goals here. I think it could be quite open. What's your perspective? Even though your fixed difficulty doesn't suggest it, or your, your net XG doesn't suggest it. I think there might be goals. I've got a bit of a gut about this one. Yeah, I think what's holding Brighton back in terms of the shot XG there um, is the expected goals on target. Um, the the quality of their of their finishing, just um, based on on what I'm seeing here, combining data from last season and this season, um, it's a bit on the lower end. It's be, it's below one there. Um, I don't know that, but overall, I have to say that it still doesn't make sense unless Newcastle really prevents a lot of shots. So, like defensively, um, which which I haven't really seen. Um, but the fact that that Brighton's shot xG is so low, 0. 0.6, but their sh- the goal predictors are are quite high, tells me there's there's something like you have to choose a side, right? And, and I would choose a side of of the goal predictors in in this case. I think I. I think Brighton, yeah, they they still are generating a, a bunch of shots, and but the, but this is kind of like I, I just see this as an even matchup, and, and it'll be tactically it'll be very interesting to see if Newcastle go after Brighton, if they because I, I think they're they're back four to six is they're, they're pretty static except for uh, Trippier hasn't come forward as much this season. He does st- step forward sometimes though. Um, but the, but I think they can they'll be able to account for Brighton penetrating the initial press. I think Newcastle will be able to account for that. And if they win the ball high up, I think Newcastle will definitely score here. Um, at, but it's a pretty even match. Like a, I don't I, I agree more with the net xG I think than the FDR. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I've got as you know my wild card's got Trippier and Isaac. Um, mm-hmm. At this moment in time, Trippier's still first bench. And I think that tells a little bit of a story that I've got a funny feeling that I don't think they're going to keep a clean sheet, particularly now. Uh, I do quite fancy him for for um, um, certainly going forwards. I think Newcastle potentially have a very, very good opportunities for uh, for Trippier's assist assist potential. I think it's very high in the coming weeks. We'll show that a bit later. Um, but yeah, uh, okay, um, two two, Gabe. Yeah, I mean, just that's my call in, in terms of like a, a two-two. I, I I was gonna say two-two as well. Pardon in the chat says two-one to Newcastle. Um, but as, as far as like if we look at you, you have Isak, right, Chris? Uh, yes. I I only I I only suck as well, and I I like him to score in this one. I I, mm. I just think he's he's always in the good positions. If especially if Newcastle win the ball off Brighton high up the pitch. That's that's Isak right in there. Um, alternate, and but I also like like Anthony Gordon to get an assist, getting in, be- in yeah, the pockets behind yeah, yeah, behind yeah. the the fullbacks. 
Um, the only thing I just remember, like, any, anybody attacking anybody attacking Brighton's right side, James Milner, uh, that left yeah. side will 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 blow up. So well, there is, if that's there is Anthony that. Gordon over there, um, yeah. I just say one thing about Isak, and the one thing, and the one little little nervous bit I've got about him is his minutes, because again, you know, Wilson cannibalizes him a tiny bit, doesn't he? You could see it coming. Um, so mm-hmm. that's the only slight downside I've got with him. Um, at this moment, it's desolate, definitely Isaac over Wilson. At this moment, there's no comp- there's no contest right now. Um, but I do worry a little bit about his minutes, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and I do worry, as I said earlier on, I worry a little bit about Trippier and Newcastle's clean sheet potential with Botman been out as well potentially um you know what's that gonna mean dan burn moving inside possibly mm-hmm. uh target going out on the left things that that's what they'd have to do i think um my p-sized which, intellect which, open, which would open play. up for if that happens then then definitely look at look at solly march yeah, exactly. Uh, for, that's what for I was Brighton. just going to say. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Look at that matchup, and, and maybe that matchup on the right's even stronger. Possibly there. Actually, that 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 whole side, most of the play could be on on that one side. Brighton's right, Newcastle's left. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's enough to frighten me off playing trip here. I think. <laughs> if if that's but also if that if that's the case. Does that limit? Does that limit Estupiñan? If the play, like, it, does that limit his attacking yeah, returns? Do. If the play is yeah. all, all constantly on that side, it could do. I mean, the thing I'll say about Estupiñan is that I was lucky last week. I didn't own either of them, and I tell you what, they both could have had a couple. They both could have had a couple of returns, both Mitoma and Estupiñan. Right? Um, they're still front center of everything of, of most things that they do. But Brighton are just so good to watch. Um, you know, I've took a decision to go without oh, oh. now. But yeah, really quickly, we 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 can't like uh, move on from Newcastle without talking about what Eddie Howe did to his team. As everybody's praising Liverpool, oh, uh, and do you want to have a comeback? Do you, uh, all of that, excellent. Can we Go. just talk about this a little bit? So, so as as everybody's like, all of a sudden, the, the Darwin Nunez craze is back because the guy is given two balls where he's not required to think; he just has to kick. I mean, good, he can kick the ball. Bravo, you can kick the fucking ball. Um, but the reason you're in a position to kick the fucking ball when that's all you did, you kicked two balls in that game, you scored, hats off to you. But the reason like it's too early to anoint this guy is so Eddie Howe goes from look, look at the, the image on, on the left, right? That the bottom left there, Newcastle before the substitutions, pretty balanced, midfield is covered, flanks are covered, you got your player forward. Then he makes the substitutions and, and he says we don't need to play in, mid- in central midfield anymore. Let's just everybody play on the flanks. <laughs> and, and so what, so what, is Newca- what, what, what does uh, Liverpool do? Well, they win the ball back. They play the ball, long ball through the middle where there aren't any players anymore and Darwin Nunez is in space. So that, I mean, that was a, an Eddie Howe disaster class from his fucking Brighton, uh, Bournemouth days. Um, I don't expect that to happen again. If it does, then then... Then we got a real rant next next week if he continues to do shit like this because that was just unforgivable. It's criminal. I knew it's criminal the way he substituted uh, for this team. I knew Darwin Nunes would come up at some stage. I'm surprised it took so long. Um, (laughs) I I mean, look, I'll just say this, right? 
you know, sometimes when you don't think about something, it's easiest. I always give you a cricket analogy. You yeah. know, that's a funny game, which you don't know about. You know, if the ball's smacked miles into the sky and you've got to get underneath it and catch it, you've got to think about it. You might drop it. If it comes like a missile at you, you stick your hand out and it just goes, oh, there's the ball. You know, it's instinct. The bloke's yeah. got instinct. Now, yes. if he can turn that instinct now into a bit of um, belief, then he can change those chances which are, shall we say, those the ones you don't think about to the ones you think about. Don't discount him. He's a young lad. I think he's going to come good. There's another feeling. You could see it. You could see how much it meant to him. Whether you like it or not, I think he's coming this season. I actually think we'll see something from him now. Maybe. May, I mean, maybe. It's it's game week four, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Maybe he's probably. coming this season. I mean, look, I, I, I can go well, through so the Christmas. Christmas is coming this year. We, we know. But Easter's you've got coming, to say, like, uh, come on. How many touches did Haaland have before he scored? No, no, no. Four. I, I think. And then we I all wax lyrical me. about Haaland. I think you're missing my point. My point is you're going to go and anoint somebody over a situation that was created by just <laughs> utter stupidity by the opposing manager. So just like chill, just like keep an eye. No, throw I'm on not your watch anointing list. him. I'm not anointing him. Far from it. I agree with you. Watch list. Someone said to me today, I'm bringing Darwin in. And I said, watch list. I didn't say any more than that. What I'm saying, though, what I'm saying, though, is that there is a glimmer. There is a glimmer of hope for that, for, for him. And I think sooner rather than later. I'll tell you what I did think, though, Gabe. I'll tell you, I was very impressed. We'll come up to Liverpool in a minute, but I was very impressed in Yotta. Um, let me, let's keep going. We're going to come to, we'll come up to Liverpool in a few minutes. Crystal Palace against Wolves. Oh, God. Is this, this, is, this is last on match of the day, Gabe. I've got a funny feeling. Um, although you never know with Wolves these days. You don't know which Wolves is going to turn up, and neither does our net XG in fixture difficulties either. Crystal Palace 1.2 from your net XG. Wolves 1.1 doesn't suggest an awful lot. Shot goal predictors are completely negative, neutral and rubbish. Um, my fixture difficulties likes Palace defence a lot more than their attack. Those Has Dean Henderson gone to Palace? Did he sign? He was, there was rumours he was going. I, I've not seen, to be honest. If he has, I think I there's the death knell for Johnson, personally, or very good chance of a death knell for him in weeks to come. Um, Wolves, minus 3.3 attack. I'm not sure I believe that, Gabe. They look different this season. All those bright red for Wolves. It's Palace at home is the only downside I've got here. But I've just got this... Funny feeling that Wolves might be on the on the rebound a tiny bit. What's your view? Yeah, I th I, well, I mean, they just they just um, they just sold Mateus Nunes to to City, and yeah. right? have they sold him? Is he gone? Yep, he's Fuck. gone. Um, That's Henderson is. I think Henderson has his medical or his physical today. Um, so I think he's it's it's not done, but it is done kind of thing. Um, I I just think I just think um, 
this this is actually this is a really interesting game. I I I don't know how to call it to be perfectly honest. I I think it's one, quite one. even. I call I it. Side... I call it one one. Yeah. What? Yeah. I I don't disagree with that. I I think the um the data is a little bit behind on on wolves. Um and and wolves are and and wolves are in the process of, of transforming as well. Um, just keep an eye for the Wolves when they have a headed matchup for that Sasha Kalajic, um player. I think I think we will see more of him this season. Um, but th- there's not really much to talk about here. Um, if you have Eza, you're, obviously you're disappointed. I would I would be moving him on. Um, I, I just I just don't see much from from Palace that we can hang our hats on. Like look how look how compact they all are. No, nobody's getting free. Eza is the furthest forward. But but no no one's breaking through and nobody's penetrating, um, so this is a hard avoid for me. Oh, twelve shots in the box predicted for Palace is stands out. Yeah, and just looking at this, and uh, what we'll do is during the international break, I think what we'll, when we come back at the start, the first matchups after we've got four weeks in, so we'll have the first look at the variance of how teams are doing with respect to fixture difficulties. Now we're four games in. Um, but I'll give you a sneak peek here. Um, Palace's attacking variance at home has fallen. It's dropped. It's worse now. So Roy's reverting to type. Okay. Defensively, it's much worse. Um, and with respect to Wolves, they have improved significantly. In fact, they are about, well, there's still a, there's a few people have improved, to be fair. But they've gone from being absolutely shocking to being average. So let's see. Mm. Let's see. Um, but I don't think there's much in it. And I don't think we're going very, very close to any of these right now, do you? So I think we can keep going. Yeah. On to the Liverpool against Aston Villa game. <laughs> and as fast as Liverpool go from a negative... They're really horrible fixture, but they have a really good one coming back. I think this is interesting. This suggests that Liverpool's attack is treated super well within the metrics and Liverpool's defence is treated quite badly. And I think it's not just me, is it? I know mine magnifies how Liverpool is treated in defence. But even you, I know your net XG doesn't like them. It doesn't particularly like them either on net XG against. Um, at home, on the other hand, however... Um, my fixed difficulty likes them a bit more. It doesn't love them, and they're still negative. So it does suggest that Aston Villa can easily get something, and that's the same as your net XG at 1.15. Your Liverpool mm-hmm. fixed difficulty for net, or your net XG for Liverpool, however, is only 1.26, and I would put five. I reckon there's three goals in here for Liverpool, potentially. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say is that it doesn't particularly light up 3.1 big chances. I could see 10 shots in the box and a right-sided matchup coming out for Liverpool a little bit might make a bit of a, a sal, maybe a salad day. Who knows? Um, I know a few people who are selling Salah right now. I don't know that I would sell him this week on the back of that fixture and on the back of that matchup. I reckon I might give him one more. Hmm. Yep. I 
Yeah, I, I don't know why why NetXG doesn't rate Liverpool, especially Liverpool's attack, especially at home. So I I would disagree with that that NetXG number there. Um, I'd actually disagree with the Villa number there too. Um, I, I think both of them should be up closer to two. I, I expect multiple goals from from both sides in this one. Um, I I think five is is extremely generous for Liverpool though. Um, and point eight <laughs> it's, is, it's having a bit of a it's it's having a bit of a moment at the moment. But the numbers are right. The numbers are okay. It's it's. I mean, yeah. the numbers are absolutely correct. It's the fact is is that I think what we're seeing is we're seeing some quite expansive play. And you know, when it talks about when it works on big chances and things like that, you know, it you'd, it, it it spots that type of scenario. Uh, and mm-hmm. it really likes, it, you know, it really likes the Liverpool at home. But to be fair, Gabe, if we're brutally honest with ourselves, we do like Liverpool at home, don't we? Attacking yeah, wise, for sure, we do yeah. like them. We like them a lot. We, you would load, you would load up against Liverpool in most years against Aston Villa. Maybe not now. And and I, but most years you would load up on them. And I agree that right side is is probably the one to attack in in this particular fixture. Salah against uh, Luca Dean on on that side. Um, although then he has Pau Torres to to contend with. Um, but but still, I I, th- I think he's the player to get. Um, I, even even Luis Diaz wide, you can see like um, Luis Diaz will will want to pin Matt Matty Cash back there, right? Um, and and one v one, I do favor Luis Diaz in that matchup as well. I, I agree. I see multiple goals for Liverpool here, um, and I think uh, their assets are a hold. But that's the problem with uh, with how like at the beginning of the season, right? When I, I sure you, you consider Salah, but he's it's he's a hard player to sell sometimes. <laughs> Easy when you wildcat. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the idea, I didn't want to do that. The idea was to move him out and spread the funds. But then when you've got a pile of shit, the rest of the, the, rest of the, the shite that I had, then I, I was in a situation where I was on the wrong end of a huge amount of variance and players just not playing. And that was the other thing. And it happened again. All the players who I thought would not play didn't play. This is the point. Mm. This, is the, this, is, this is the thing. Um, if you've still got Salah, I think... I, I wouldn't sell him this week. That's me. The one thing, and yeah, I I, I agree. And, and I'm going to go to the average position maps here. And it shows like they're, they're each team's previous matches and what happened before and after the substitutions. And interestingly, I mean, one is different. Uh, Liverpool is different because uh, they obviously went down to 10 men. So they have to get narrow and they have to get compact. But when, when Villa substitute, they get compact. So if Villa go ahead in this one and then make some substitutions and then just stay compact, they could like they could make this tactically difficult for difficult for Klopp. And I rate I rate Emery's tactics tactics more than uh, higher than Klopp's anyway. So yeah. Um, so I, I just see I just see goals, but I see a close game. Yeah. We'll have to see how these effects of the home and away side of things. I say Liverpool get treated so badly away from home defensively, um, so so badly. Yeah. Um, and and you know the point made is that you know, I think they're on a massive unbeaten run, but they're still conceding. God, the thing is, they're just scoring goals. Generally speaking, this is the thing: they're scoring more. They are not keeping clean sheet. And I, I mean, people, Trent's been a fire sale, hasn't he? Looks like a bit of a fire sale. Anyone who started with Trent, all the big uh, did he drop? Content creators. I don't we know. We predicted he'd drop I, in I, price. I, I'm not sure he dropped. 
But I think who, who sold? Did Andy sell him? I think I think Andy Martin had him. I think I'm pretty sure he sold him. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Ducky sold him. But I don't know. That was maybe that was peer pressure from Ta- from us. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He, Ducky he's, realized he's, Trent was a terrible pick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Should we have some? Should we have some more likes? Well, we're at an hour now, so we should we ask for some likes, Gabe? Do you want to do it this time? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Look, um, like much like hugs, likes are free. So give it, give us, give us a virtual hug by by liking the stream and and the effort that we put into this. And and always when you ask for something, I find that you should give a, give something. So I'll give appreciation. Look, we got sixty six people in the live chat. The, the 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 chat is going off you, you guys are giving us tons of information and uh and just good things to talk and think about so that's one thing i really appreciate the chat in 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 our streams mariner i really do and there's some su- and there's some super sarcastic stuff about the fixed difficulty as well basically telling us we don't know what the fuck we're on about but anyway that's absolutely fine i love it we don't we don't it's okay <laughs> No, we, it's game no, week with four. All, we, we still with know all honesty, no, but this is exactly the point we make. This data is the data. The context is the context, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I think I tweeted about Liverpool last week. Here we go. Liverpool are about to implode again. Player sent off, 1-0 down. Salah with a fantastic assist for, uh, for Gordon. Amazing, wasn't it? I, I did laugh a lot. Um <laughs> And I honestly, I expected Newcastle to go on and win three or four nil. Honestly, maybe even more, uh, you know. But to be fair to them, they, they, they certainly played. A, they played a bit. They played a bit better. Um, let's see how it goes in, mm-hmm. in weeks to come. Uh, right. What else have we got? Um, Arsenal against Manchester United. Gabe, we spoke about this yesterday at length. About it's... a number of a number of points, didn't we? One of which was, you know, anyone who sold uh, Tweedledum or Tweedledee from Manchester United, it came back to bite them on the arse very, very hard indeed. Um, this week, I'm going to say the same thing. I don't think I'd sell either of them. I don't think I'd sell either of them, mm. and I don't think I'd sell Arsenal assets either. Maybe, maybe Martinelli. I, I, Martinelli is the one player I might have considered selling, but we're going to come on to this in a second. Um, Arsenal's net XG 1.79, Manchester United's 1.06. Shot goal predictors suggest goals on both sides. Mm-hmm. Significance. Arsenal rate fixed difficulty is much more favourable than Manchester United. But Arsenal at home right now look leaking. The gut feel which I have here is that fixture difficulty for Manchester United is much better than 0.7. Much better. Um, I think there's goals in this. I think it could be a really, really good game. I wouldn't be selling my assets. That's where I am. If I, I'm, I'm certainly not selling my assets, but I only own Rashford and Saka now. Um, but if I had the four, you know, the people went for the four, didn't they? They went for Martinelli and Saka and Rashford and Bruno. I'd give them another week. I think I'd give them a run in this game. I reckon there's goals coming. What do you think? Um, well, just r- really quickly for Connor, 
Havertz has to go, brother. <laughs> that was that was a mistake. I made the mistake as, as well. Um, have you got him still? My team. You've got you no, sold him. No, good God, no. Yeah, I, I sold him <laughs> for him the last game week. <laughs> um, good God, no. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> down the toilet um i, I you know what I, i'm this will be interesting because i'm, I'm going to disagree um i i kind of agree with the like the the metrics align here arsenal 1.79 man united 1.06 arsenal 3.5 man united 0.7 so they they kind of line up there and i kind of agree i i think this is um constipation meets famine Manchester United away against it, against good opposition are are starved for attacking returns. I don't think they get anything. I mean, they they might get something, but I bet it comes from somebody like Casemiro instead of one of the players that we may want. Um, and then Arsenal, I, I'm I'm almost done. Like I, I'm done of watching this constipated football commitment to the right side just blind commitment to the right side who cares if you don't penetrate who cares if you don't score who cares if Havertz and Martinelli are making good runs down down the left you have party and Saka on the right side fuck off I'm so done I I, I almost don't even want to watch this game but I will watch it and but I, I'll watch it begrudgingly <laughs> yeah I, I thought you were going to say you don't agree with me because you think Ryan might be in goal oh no, no, it's it's more so just because of the the attacks. I I think this is one one two one one nil in in either direction. Actually, no, for Arsenal. Uh, but are we saying? Uh, look, I mean, are we saying that Forest are a better attacking outfit than Manchester United right now? Because look what Forest did there. They had a couple of really really good chances. Really good. They, they should have scored to start with against Arsenal. Arsenal, to me, look leaky. This is why I don't quite like these numbers. Arsenal have been leaky at home now for ages. Ages. Now, this suggests that Manchester United, United are bad. This, yeah, this, but this suggests more that Manchester United are bad than Arsenal are good. That's that fixed difficulty for defence. That's where I would come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good point here about uh, FPL discomfort. Yeah, Kieran, but Malasia Shah, Vahana, all injured. So yeah, they they do have injuries that could open things up. But again, if if Arteta is gonna masturbate, then he's not gonna penetrate. I mean, black black screen here. It's a game neither team want to lose more. Neither mm-hmm. team wants to lose rather than wants to win. Um, yeah, um, I see what you're saying. I. I I don't know. I've just got that funny feeling. I might I could easily be wrong. But as I said, from my perspective, I look at the way that Arsenal are particularly poor right now. I also see that Manchester United now have got have, have finally started to get something to click. And, you know, know it's, it's know not so well, a little bit. A little bit. Oh. It's, I mean, it's not as if they weren't creating. It's not as if they weren't creating chances. just weren't finishing them, Gip. That's the point. I mean, now the league's forest, finished. Home Forest, you can't compare Home Forest to away Arsenal. They're, they're, they're just, it's we, like, compare, we can compare Home Arsenal against Forest, against Arsenal against Manchester United, though. Because they've both played, you know, Forest have been here as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I agree with you. I think Arsenal concede. I, yeah. I, I totally agree. 
Um, yeah. But, but I, I, I don't if, think and that, if concede, means, like, if they score, if they assets. score, I think it's a... I, I'm not saying... A, look, I, what I'm saying is that I wouldn't be selling. I personally wouldn't be selling Bruno. I'm not going to sell. I'm, if, if I had the choice between Bruno and Bruno. Rashford, it's definitely Bruno. But I've got Rashford. Um, Arsenal, yeah, I mean... You know, you're probably going to sell them soon. I just don't know how to sell them this week. Awesome. I'd sell. I'd sell Rashford. Saka is something like sixty-six percent owned now. I think. Mad. Right. Is it? Is uh, it? So, what, what do you? What, what's your perspective on that? Is it? Is it? Is it mad to go without him? It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about it being mad. Um, I don't know about it being <laughs> mad. Um, uh, I mean, of course, he's on. He seems to be still on penalties, um, which obviously we didn't. We weren't one hundred percent sure last week, were we? Uh, but we seem to. And again, this, this is where this, this this is where my decision of wildcarding could come back to haunt me. Of course, because we're still learning. We're still learning about what was going mm-hmm. on this week. But mm-hmm. you play what's in front of you. You play what's in front mm-hmm. of you. And, and I see goals in this game. But anyway, there we go. Um, I think that's the matchups, isn't it? I think we've done them. Record time, one hour and eight. You know why we do this so quickly, don't you? You know why we do these because matchups so fast? Yeah. Nima's not here. Nima's not here. <laughs> Well, it's true. It, well, well, that, this is this is a record even for us. I mean, this is I think it's a practice doing the the review show, banging that out in an hour, and and I, and I think we kind of brought that energy from yesterday to to the show today. I think so. I think I think so. I mean, we've still got to look at the the <laughs> the, the long range and the, the summaries as well. So let's put the summaries up. So there we go. So there's the summaries. So at one hour and nine, or say one hour and ten. Come to the YouTube to see the summaries for game week four. Obviously, you see all everything lined up here. Fixed difficulties, home and away, net XG and net XG against the zonals and various matchups, XG, big chances, shots on target, etc. Um, look for the greens, apart from the shots in the box, because the formatting's gone wrong for some reason. But hey ho, I'll put it right next week. As the teacher says, Chris, we should do better. That's what my teachers used to say to me many years ago. Or I should say, could do better. I think that's more like it. Not should, could. Um, next five matchups, Gab. I think this is quite interesting because um, I think this is we always like to look at this, don't we? Just in a slightly sort of like longer range. Um, what we're seeing attack-wise: Manchester United, Liverpool, Brighton. Liverpool are turning. We said they'd turn around game week six, didn't we? That's when they started to. Mm-hmm. That's when they're already starting to show. Um, so Liverpool are turning now. Brighton are still there. Manchester United are there. Newcastle are strengthening now. Manchester City. Defensively, Gabe, this is interesting. It's no longer just a Manchester City show. We are starting to see Newcastle coming through. Fixtures are starting to turn for Newcastle, albeit with Botman missing. Crystal Palace is still there. Chelsea are improving as well. Um, your net XG is basically Manchester City, Brighton, Arsenal and Spurs. So it's slightly different angles. And defensively, Newcastle, Manchester City. Um, why on earth are Luton so low? I don't understand that. Um, that could be a, 
would be an issue. Um, then again, it might not. Um, yes, okay. Zonals, Brighton, left and centre. Stand out. Stand out. Um, Manchester United, uh, across the board. Manchester City, left and centre. Newcastle, centre. Uh, Chelsea, right. That's Sterling as well. Um, and yeah, the one other thing I'm going to point out, Gabe, I'm going to look right to the very end. Look how bright Newcastle are with respect to XG, big chances, shots on target, shots in the box and 16 headers. Newcastle's headed matchups are amazingly good. That could play to Trippier, is what I was going to say earlier on. And that's why I think, I'm not sure I'm going to play him this week, I may not. But going, getting Trippier into your team, I've certainly brought him into my wildcard. He will be coming into a lot of people's teams in weeks to come. What's your view? You're muted. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. Uh, that that does scream right. Trippier, doesn't it? And 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 it shows that. Um, like Newcastle are, will keep plugging away. It, it is. I, I I get your point on Isak. He's like a seventy-minute player, and will he be sometimes less than that when Callum Wilson gets gets more more time or when their European fixtures start? But I I want to look at what stands out here is uh, Arsenal. Um. Yeah, I it, ignoring Everton. I did matches. miss the Everton one. I should have said it actually. I just ignored it. But yeah, fair enough. What do you say? Stands out to um, Arsenal. Go on. Yeah, because there, are, I mean, there are so many other teams that are seem to have better fixtures according to the FDR, um, mm. at, yeah. at least. Even that, like, they're down at eight point six, but NetXG still likes them. So there's a little bit of a disagreement there. So it'll be interesting. I guess people, you know, it, it, as Gabriel Jesus gets back, people are selling Martinelli. Does Martinelli get better once Jesus comes back? And then are, will people start buying Martinelli again? And then will the that oh, well. all of that dynamic change the FDR? <laughs> We've right? been there. Be so We've been just... there before, haven't we? We've been there before <laughs> exactly with that so. one. Although saying that, last time we did it, he was in form. It was it had been in form. He's not really been there yet. He's not there at this moment mm -hmm. in time. So slightly different. And there's dynamic, been a tactical change that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I so. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, Brighton are cooling. Their numbers are cooling a bit. And again, that suggests but Brighton's fixtures are getting, but they're still high. But the, the numbers that on the matchups, the XG, the biggest chances and everything, they're still very high, but they're not standout like they were at the start of the season. Brighton's numbers at the start of the season were exceptionally high, if you remember. Mm. So they've cooled a little bit. Um, yeah. Let's see. This will change every week. We'll have a good look at it during the... Uh, we'll probably spend 15 minutes looking at what we know um, next when we do the uh, the matchup show for the one coming out of the international break. So, all right. Uh, we'll wait for the questions. We'll do them a bit later. Let me just line up the captaincy metric uh, and then we'll, we'll get that fired. So if you just stand by, here we go. One hour, 15. Okay, captaincy metric. I'm afraid it's Haaland, <laughs> but it's only fucking just Haaland. It's tight. Brentford are pushing. Brentford are pushing them super close, and Bumo is right on his heels. 
it's too close to call. I think it's point one or something ridiculous. Um, it's <laughs> near as damn it a draw. Um, oh basically, what you've got is you've got form against fixture. That's it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Bumbumo's form against Haaland's fixture and everything else is about the same. So you're backing Haaland to improve, which probably means that he jumps, Mm -hmm. basically. So I think Haaland is probably the captain choice here. Minutes-wise, virtually the same. Interestingly, that Salah is in third, and the reason he's down is because there's no halls, or very few halls, and his halls are starting to fall off. Mm. Uh, Then you've got Yotta, who's top of halls, top for halls, but down on minutes. Um... And then you've got Visser. I added him in. I thought I need to have an extra Brentford asset to see what actually happens here because Boomer was so high. And Visser's numbers are not great, are not bad either, but his big chance involvement's down. So he's not, I mean, that's maybe just penalties. That's maybe just, that's, is, that, is that just the lack of penalties? Is that Mbumo against him with penalties? I don't know. Mm, is a big chance, is a penalty know, counter could... is a big chance? Is a penalty counter is a big mm-hmm. chance? That was a question. I don't think it was. No, no, didn't think um, it was. But but I I do like how this one lines up tactically for for Wissa. So so I'm I'm glad he's in there. Um, I I'm just still shocked that Mbomo is so close to Holland. I mean, look, I'll I'll say this, um, and this is the the metric. This is obviously the calculations here. Um, his 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 numbers are that his numbers are there for a reason. But I tell you what, he didn't look good last week. He didn't look. He, he really didn't look good last week. So I think eye test switches you off him, if you ask me. But saying that, mm-hmm. did Harland look particularly good last week? No, he looked petulant. He looked like he was getting stressed out. But this is a different. You know, he, he was getting well. Quite frankly. It was closer to the Rugby World Cup than it was to football. Um, certainly, the way he was being, uh, they were defending around him in the in the box. But yeah, they, he didn't. He wasn't particularly. Uh, I said, just let me zoom out a bit so you can see a bit more. Um, there we go. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't particularly in great form either, was he? But I mean, look, if there's anything we want to do, I mean, you know, if if Salah had one more hole, takes him right up there. Mm. You know. Um, if we think that, um, which one we were saying, we were very concerned about West Ham, weren't we? With respect to your NetXG, uh, when we were looking mm-hmm. at it earlier on. NetXG is terrible for West Ham, really awful. We don't know. We know. It seems to be <laughs> right. But if I, just, if I just put that up to the same as the fixture difficulty, that jumps Bowen up to 83. So that jumps him up. So if you actually think mm. that that fixture is a good fixture, then Bowen is a genuine, genuine captaincy shout this week as well. Now, is he as strong as uh, Haaland? No. You could argue that Obumo may be these these hall num- or these last six returns and things, mainly penalties, this, that, the other. If that drops, he drops, he drops back. So I think he falls into the pack. Um, I think Haaland's still the captaincy shout for the week yet. I don't know. That. What, what if, it's boring. So a... I, I like the idea of other captaincies, if I'm honest with you, but I ain't going there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Holland is the obvious one, so you just go there again. But just out of just 
curiosity. Um, Son of Sam says, uh, you think Sterling, yeah. Sterling would be high? Yeah, so let's have a look at that one. That's a good Sterling... one. But his big chance involvement his... is quite low, which is, that's probably right. Because, yeah. But it's but it's it's new. If if we get a repeat of last week, for example, then his big chance involvement could shoot up. Right? If his big chance involvement um, shoots up to say eighty, it doesn't still get there. He's his, got with, but it's his take, points are obviously on the low end. So let's take let's. But it's no points, so right. So so obviously it's it's basically the fact that the statistics are catching up, aren't they? So this is a prime example of in one more week. If Sterling's points, if he gets another, if he gets another haul on his points, and he jumps right up there, um, I don't know to say ninety. Yeah, there you go, seventy-seven. Okay. You know, you can see he starts to get up there. He's in there, but Foden, I mean, March, Saka, Alvarez, Matoma conversation. He's in. He's in that group. He's in the mix. He's in the mix. But I mean, look. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, we're not net that return. We're net that haul, right? <laughs> um, the one thing I say about Sterling is I actually don't dislike. I, I, I just think there's a few things going again. The fixture difficulty isn't totally great. Why is it not so good? Probably the hangover from Chelsea from the past. Chelsea's fixture mm-hmm. Chelsea. You know, maybe if we went to a hundred percent of this year this year's form for Chelsea at home, it'd be a bit better. That would probably pump him up a bit more as well. So I think it's. It's difficult. It's still early. It's still very early. I mean, we've only really put in, what are we putting in? 20% of this year's data at the moment? That's all, right? That's all we've got. Yeah. Apart from yeah, the minutes. we're doing right. Right, right. And the good good just background inf- uh, or behind the scenes info for, for the haulers is we, we are waiting um, 80, 80% last season, 20% this season. And mine's actually last six of last season as well. Eighty percent of the last six actually now. So I'm actually using. I've got about an eight. I'm using about an eight game, nine game period. That's it. That's all I'm using right. now. So I'm trying to. Right. I'm trying to shrink mine down because you can clearly see that there's so much changed. So I want to get, uh, and I think by the time we get to game week four, I will be up at seventy. I'll be at seventy thirty by next week. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. I, by game week eight, I, I think I might be hundred percent this season, four and four, yeah, four I'm, and four I'm, away. I'm going to see. I've got an idea of how I'm going to how I'm going to tweak it, but yeah, uh, I'm certainly heading heading that way as well. So okay, uh, that's the metric. Um, before we uh, do some questions, do you want to gather the questions up? What I'm going to do now is I'm going to very quickly do some shouts. Uh, and the mini league, yep. whilst you gather the questions. So mini league for the uh, the public mini league, HUP sixty nine D. There's also a mini league for the Patreons and for the YouTube haulers, um, with some prizes as well. Um, you've got to get be a part of the Discord, um, though. However, uh, to be able to get that code. So if you want to come and join us, please do. Um, it's only a small league, actually. Um, 50 or 40 people in it at the moment. In fact, I don't think everyone's joined it yet. Gabe, have you joined it yet? You weren't even in the league the other day. Yes, I, I, I think you in I there joined now? it. So everybody's, yeah, making everybody else look good, I think. Okay. Okay. And now to thank you. Let's go to the thank you. So, Super Hollers, Thingamabob, David Harrison, FPL, Nima, Zach, Harbour Boy, David, Daddy Bot, Greenback Golf, FPL, Robbie, uh, Dinesh, uh, Matthias Kangasha, Kangasha. 
uh, Leon, Son of Sam, and Temi Tope. Uh, and then we've got Haulers, Dread, FPL Craig, Pod, the Kevin Rouse, Connor Hunt, Doni, Oscar Arias, FPL Teacher, Blonde, Scott Zem, William, Tom Gorsuch, Thavindra Raj, Lindsay O, FPL DG Boy 98, 88, not 98, Akshay, Dom, Claire, FPL, Catherine A, Salah the Samurai, Harry, not Kane, Neil, Sebastian Koo, Benjamin Lockwood, who couldn't be here but commented that he couldn't be here tonight, FPL Rubber Ducky, who's been in and gone, um, Neil's Apples, probably because we've We've, he knew the talk about Trent was coming. Nick Khan, uh, Big Mike, <laughs> FPL Discomfort, who gifted a ton of memberships by the looks of things. I think, I think um, General Zod, GW, uh, I was saying, glad, GW Lady, Gladys Street Pictures. My God, I can never read that. I, I should know that's an Everton fan. It's an Everton fan, isn't he? Uh, Jack M, FPL, whether he, she, who knows? FPL Bondos, Jamie Baker, Brett M, and and Pai Hong Tan and Patreons, Elrod, Lucy and Gan, FPL California, Thingamabob, Ron Fosk and Mike Bourne. Thank you, each and every one of you. We love you all dearly. Gabe, have we got some questions? We have some questions. I love how that, that slide's getting so big. That's, that's cool. Thank you all so much. Um, yes, it's take, Discord, I have to go faster and faster on it. Yeah. I, can, I can get through it in about a minute and a bit now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I think... This, this is from a couple of days ago. Um, it comes from William, going with the Discord questions first. Um, William in Mallorca. Hi, fellas. I currently own <laughs> Sutton. <laughs> I forgot. I, right, good, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I currently own Saliba, Saka, and Martinelli, but having some doubt about Martinelli's recent form, do you think that he is a hold or a sell going forward? Four million in the bank, two free transfers, thinking of moving Martinelli onto Madison and roll other free transfer. Um, I like that move. Martinelli did Yeah, I, get, I if agree. You, if you own Saka. Yeah. I agree. Um, Don Black Dragon, what are your thoughts on a 12.5 million Salah who has returned five points every game week? Is he a hold for the next five game weeks or should I spread the funds to the like of Bruno Matters? I think you're very close to spreading it. I just don't know whether I'd spread it this week or just sit and wait for the international break. Might give him another run this week, and then just sit and think about it. If you've got the ability to to have a little bit of a mini wild card in the international break, I don't think it's a bad idea. Uh, there's all mm-hmm. sorts of things going to happen in the mini in the in the international break. Um, some reasons why I'm not so keen necessarily on wild card in this week, if I'm honest with you, because you're down to one free transfer, and you could find your wild card un- unravels quite quickly. At least I've got two free yeah. transfers. I'm hoping to go in with two free transfers. So now I maybe keep him this week, but I, I think I'd be selling him quite quickly. That's if he doesn't go to Saudi, of course. He might have gone by the time we have the next show. <laughs> he may be gone in the next 48 hours. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. Probably keep for keep for this week, but I would spread the funds next week. And, and I think Madison is, is just – I think Madison should be top of most people's lists. Um, he's certainly yeah. at the top of mind. So Salah's uh, got Wolves after the international break, yeah. Um, is it away? Or is it at home? I don't know. I'd have to look. Probably away, right? Yeah, it might be. I think it's away. Um, next question, Kieran Scully. Which, if any, of Martinelli, Saka, Rashford is the most disposable this week? This week? If you're just talking about this week. Who to sell oh, this dear. week? Oh, I, mean, look, I love to say that. I would go with... Uh, where would you go with this? I, I, you've, I've got two arguments, mm-hmm. basically. I've got the EO argument, mm-hmm. 
because I'd sell Rashford. Mm-hmm. Got the other argument. You know, so I wouldn't sell Saka. Well, I don't think. Saka stays. So so on, on the one hand, you could have two Arsenal mids or you can have an Arsenal and a United. It, it depends, I guess, if you have Bruno as well, but I doubt it since you didn't mention Bruno. So I... I would want to sell Rashford myself because I, th- I think Martinelli could improve with Jesus returning. But I may also want some United coverage, so I might want one yeah. Arsenal and one, and one United. And I, I might go for that balance yeah. instead. And to be honest with you, the long-range fixed difficulty actually suggests probably that Manchester United's fixed difficulty is okay. Uh, compared to Arsenal, mm-hmm. this is a little bit down, so I think I'd probably go to one of each. And for that case, I think begrudgingly, and I think you might be right regarding the Jesus link. I think I'd sell Martinelli. I, I, it's smarter to sell Martinelli, but I would probably, if I'm, I know myself and I would sell Rashford and that would probably be a mistake. <laughs> so, <sell Martinelli>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how I play. Um, next question. Um, Sebastian Koo, two free transfers, 1.4 million in the bank. Plans, plans to use one free transfer this game week, roll the other. Uh, plan is to sell Odegaard. Which midfield to replace? Sterling, Madison, Bowen, Mbomo. One way, but let, let's, let's rank those. What a, what, Sterling, what a Madison, choice. Bowen, and Bomo. Sterling, Madison, Bomo, Bowen. I think I'd put Madison at the top for longer range. I think Sterling's right there as well, probably close by. I think. I think Bowen is more of a short-term pick, by look, and I'm not sure I trust West Ham going forwards completely, so I think he sits bottom. So I think Bowen's third. There we go. I think he's a great pick for this week, by the way, Bowen. I'm just not sure he's, I'm just not sure he's the pick for the long range when you're looking at all the others. Do you know what I mean? I think Madison has to be that pick for me. Yeah. I th- Madison and Then won. I think Ster- Sterling. I think Sterling then now. I'm with you. One... Sterling now, Madison Long. In fact, I'd Sterling say, now. In fact, you could go. Quite frankly, you could go Sterling. I wouldn't be no objection in someone going Sterling right now. He looks like he's on form. Again, he's very, very. He's you know little dinosaur arms. He looks like he's back to his old his old ways. Uh, little T Rex arms. Um, I, I quite like him, uh, but I do think Madison is a very good pick. The only doubt, slight doubt, I've got is. Spurs look a bit weak at the, up top, and I'm, I'm just wondering if he's got to do a bit too much himself. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think he's been fine with nothing on top uh, up top. So um... <laughs> he's been fine. I think Madison has been fine topless. Yeah, well, there we go. Season, yeah, so. yeah. Okay. He's managed. He's, he's not been affected by that strategic, strategically placed wheelie bin up front so far. Okay. Um, next question. Connor Let's Hunt think. wants to know: Bruno or Matters in a vacuum? Which one in a vacuum? Oh hell, Matters, Madison. Yeah, I think so. Cheaper. Yeah. Um, I do like Bruno. Let's though. see. Thing I'm about. I like him a lot. Yeah, I like it. He's he's been good this season. He's been honestly, he's been unlucky with with returns. He sh- he should have more returns than he has. I'm I'm comfortable. With, I, I like having Bruno. Uh, Thingamabob said, "Wishes us a good stream tonight." He can't he can't make it. Is it 
Let's see. If you're a Salah, Bruno, and Rashford owner, is it better to tinker around the edges, or do you need to call one of these, one of those three, to start working in mid-price options, Madison, Foden, etc.? You, you Salah. need to sell one of those three. Salah's, to opportunity, Salah's opportunity costs are just so high, so for, high. For, for his returns. He has to go eventually. It's when. I mean, In Rashford for Madison this week, and then Salah to Foden next week. Something yeah, like maybe, that. Yeah, something like that. But I think realistically, you can. Uh, I just think his opportunity costs are just too high. And it, it, $12.5 million for five. Someone said, great returns, Chris, five points for $12.5 million. And I just thought, I thought, God, you're right. That's terrible. You know, he's, he's not been the value so far this season. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, let's uh, see what else we next. got? Are we into the uh, questions that, now? That's it from the... Discord. We... Right. Yeah. So get your questions in if if um, if you haven't already. Um, thanks for this appreciation, son of, son of Sam, being a Norwegian. I love your pronunciation of Odegaard. <laughs> Odegaard so is a fun so... name to say. Righty ho. Uh, okay. More Manchester United questions. When you would you buy a Manchester United midfielder for doubling up this week? No, I don't think I'd buy. No. I don't think I'd buy this week. Um, I don't mind them in the longer term because I think the fixtures are okay. But I don't know about doubling up. I still think there's better value with Madison and you know potentially Sterling and things like that. If, if uh, another question from Chris, a lot of questions about Rashford. Would you hold Rashford this week if you only had him from Manchester United? This is getting a bit tight, isn't it? These these are tough calls. These are tough calls. Fixture even tells you to sell him. If you're looking at it that way. I test tells you to sell him. So I think Rashford is a sell. I... Well, if it's your only one, right? We've gone a little bit against what we've just been saying. While we've been saying for a while, maybe we should. You know, the, the numbers are still okay. The issue is, I still think. I, I mean. Uh, my gut feeling here is could you find your way to Bruno a bit cheaper going forwards? How are Manchester United going to look when Hovland turns up? Finally. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's definitely a wait and see. But if you have, I, I think if you have Rashford, you have the wrong United asset. Yeah, so I think just, I am. Just yeah, find yeah. And, and I think Madison and Sterling are both better than Rashford, at least for the next five. Here we go. Radisson to Matt, uh, Rashford to, Madison. Rashford to yep. Madison again. Uh, Bowen. Uh, Colm's brought Bowen in. Nice. Do you have any idea what teams rotate well with West Ham? <laughs> Keep looking, Gabe. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be looking at my data whilst you're answering the next question. Let's 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 okay, come back to so, that so one. Let me just see if I can. Find I mean, what, you'll you'll need West. You'll want West Ham rotation in game week five against City. Um, not against Liverpool, I don't think. So game week five and game week eight are kind of like the only two really tough matchups that you'll need kind of um, some rotation for. If we're looking at Diaby, as you mentioned, game week five, they have Pal their home palace, game week eight, away to Wolves. So Diaby would be a good pairing with uh, with Bowen, I think. Five and eight. Uh, who else has it? Uh, five and eight. 
going through the spreadsheets yeah. here for those of you. Not in the, I'm, uh, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking here. I'm trying to spot this. I'm, I'm trying to spot it. Keep going. I think we're. I think we look best fixture difficulty for five. We've got obviously Manchester United. We've got Newcastle. Uh, bit of Spurs for attack. Oh, how about Anthony Gordon as a uh, yeah, maybe with Bowen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but Diaby's good. Gordon could be good. I don't know who uh, Newcastle had. No, Manchester United. Um, no, they don't. They don't. They have. Uh, they're away at West Ham, so that's not very good, is it? It's not bad. It's difficult, it's okay. right? Not, not... It's difficult, but maybe just. Uh... Mm, okay, right. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it takes a bit more work. Is Gordon nailed? Next question. Yeah. I mean, he's he's playing really well. He he uh, fills an important role for them. I I don't see any reason why why he wouldn't be. Um, I still think they they have a problem on that right side, and that they they need to fix it. Almirón is not not doing what what they need him to do. So Gordon couldn't. I I've been saying this for weeks. Gordon could move to the right, put Barnes on the left. Um, but Gordon's deliveries are better than Barnes' deliveries. So I don't know. You just don't like Harvey Barnes. Let's let's be honest. I've been saying I want him to play. <laughs> I think I think he'll do well at Newcastle. I, I like him now. <laughs> He's not under Rogers. The FPL DG by uh, Pedro Mabama or, or Mabama by lots of things uh, to Jackson Alvarez, Visa, Isaac, or Antonio. I've got four million in the bank. He's burning a hole in his pocket here. Um, <laughs> Now, this is an interesting one. This this week, you know, one transfer, two transfers. One, if, you, if, you're holding two, if you're holding two transfers in your pocket and you want to use one this week, you know what I'm going to go for here, don't you? You're going to go for I bloody well am, yeah. Hundred percent. It's an opportunity. It's you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna back you. It's an opportunity. It's like only look, if you you've got two transfers. Transfer only if you've got two if transfers. Got, correct. And if correct. this is the you only problem you've got to deal with, if this is the only problem you've got to deal with, do it. So I do like this. I do if, like this. By the way, Visser or Jackson. Longer term. Okay. I think I think I would go Wissa or Isak initially. Yeah, I mean Isak. I'm just I'm, I'm only Isak. I'm just that little bit worried about his his minutes. The Champions League no, coming yeah, as I, well. I, People are telling this sort of stuff. Yeah, okay. I mean, of course, you know, Antonio. I suppose has got Europe, uh, Europa, any. Yeah, as well. Uh, they'll have Europa League coming um, soon. Uh, Jackson obviously has got fixtures now, um, although maybe flattering to deceive a little bit. I think if you if you're holding two, if you're holding two, and That's you fancy fun. a punt at Antonio, it's a Friday night as well. It's the first game. It could give you a giant boost up the ranks. It could be a wonderful start to the game week. And then if not, you just blame me. And and <laughs> and if that does happen, send us a picture of your Friday night vibes. Yeah, and if he doesn't, don't. <laughs> if he doesn't, right. don't. Right? Yeah. 
Uh, anyone who's, I'm not answering this question because she's just mentioned the other Voldemort. Mariner's Claire other Voldemort. Has Claire has, yes. You know, I can't. Bench Mariner's that. Voldemort. Saliva. <laughs> saliva. Bench Voldemort this week. Saliva. I, I think he's benchable. Yeah, I think he's benchable. I think I, I think he is. Yeah. De- Depends for whom, but I, and and I and I would say like I I don't hate starting Cabaret this weekend. I know I'm recommending a Luton defender. I realize this. <laughs> and, Cabaret. And if it goes Cabaret. Back, Cabaret, Cabaret is like when they start dancing around, like you know, with the hat and things like that, waving a stick right. and things. No, is is cabaret is like the it's like the sensual dancing with the legs and the the corsets. Either one, cabaret or you've, cabaret. You've, you've or been SM... you've, you've been watching you've been watching too much Moulin Rouge. Um, <laughs> I don't like, anyway, I don't like enough, musicals. enough of this. I, don't, I can't believe we're talking about <laughs> cabaret now. Um, yes, bench him, Claire. Bench him, son of Sam. So back to what Mariner said earlier about Trippier. He's got Chilwell, Saliba, Estupinian. Estupinian, I think he means, but yes, we know what he means. Um, who would you sell for Trippier? I don't think I'd sell anyone this week for him. First no time. one this week, and then and then either either Estupinian or Saliba. I, I would I would cash in on Estupinian. I'm a, I'm going to cash in on on Estupinian. Get that get that point one million in my bank and, and get Trippier. <laughs> I don't own him, right? I have to say, he probably worries me out of, out of all players. He probably worries me more than anybody because he is going forwards. He is really dangerous, and Brighton are really dangerous. But thankfully, they are not looking like keeping that many clean sheets, which just gives me that bit of comfort. No. So you could probably sell him. I tell you what, Saliba's an interesting one because the issue is going to be is how are Arsenal going to be when? Raya inevitably gets his break. They could really tighten up as a funny fit. Uh, there's a funny they'll, feeling. Yeah, they'll be better. But I mean, look, look at look at uh, Brighton, right? I I predict zero clean sheets in their next six. Newcastle, no. United, no. Bournemouth, no. Villa, no. Liverpool, no. City, no. Fulham, home. Yeah, maybe. So you're relying on attacking returns, and you should never rely on attacking returns with. Defenders, should you mate? And so. and and you can you made you made point one million on him if you started the season with him. You can bank that before his his price drops. Yeah. Okay, uh, Gabe. I've managed to wipe out some start uh, some 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 new. Oh no, not new questions. Are they other they are new points? I think we're about done. Um, we've got Val saying Gabriel Trippier is the obvious move for him now. Uh, we've got Tricky saying Grimsby or Venezuelan cabaret. Well, Gabe, that could be entertaining. I'm not quite sure what Grimsby cabaret is. I think we need to have a think about that. I think I know what Venezuelan is, and I've got a funny feeling. Uh, I I think I know what I'd sooner watch, and I'm not sure I'd be watching Grimsby cabaret. There we go. How many Miss How I'm many Miss Universes have have come from Grimsby? Couldn't hear you. None. <laughs> None. Have you None. seen the film? Right, <laughs> uh, right enough said. Um, right, okay. Uh, right. 
Chris, awkward. I don't, I don't quite know what's awkward. What is awkward, properly? Um, Joseph, is Martinelli a sell if there's no other fires? And he's got two free transfers. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think he is. If you, I mean, it, obviously, it depends who you've who you've who you've got in in line for. Perhaps uh, Foden, perhaps uh, Madison, perhaps Sterling. I wouldn't object to any of those. Would you go? But certainly, those three immediately no jump out. Uh, Madison one, Foden two, Sterling three for me. I don't want to be part of the fifty-six point club though. So I've got to try and be a little bit different in some senses. But I think that's fairly obvious. I think every now and again, you've got to go with the herd. And I think yeah. that's a fairly obvious route to, to points. Um, Martinez, 75. Yes, he's flagged uh, for Villa. Um, wait for presses to get rid of Emmy or Bentley. Hmm. Hmm. Ariola, four million. Gabe, I um, I don't know. Like, I mean, you've you, is it is it you, worth you're, the you're gonna want is you're it? gonna want well. I mean, you're not playing a goalkeeper at all if he's not if he's not there, right? You've no keeper, right? So, right, you've only got one free transfer, though. Hmm. I don't know. I, I personally, I, wow. I, I probably would. I probably would personally. I mean, the, I don't like to go in. What, what do you I don't like? like to go into any game with ten. Any any game with, with ten players. How many points are you expecting from Martinez this week? Well, this red none. <laughs> <laughs> Away to Liverpool. To well, Martinez. Well, yeah, no, but he's, yeah. he's, he's flagged anyway. He's already injured, so I mean, this, it could be no, getting no, no, nothing. If, if, so, no, but, but if my, my my point is, if he plays, three. how many points would you expect from him? Three. three? Maybe whatever two or three, right? Yeah, two or three. That's yeah. not so. And and if you and if you value a free transfer at four because taking the extra is minus four, then keep hold your free transfer and play without a goalkeeper. It's worth more than the three you think he'll get against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then then Ariola gets twelve points, and then <laughs> your name's Mud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then you're sending me I, I look at, piles of poo yeah, yeah. in the mail, like Mary. yes, yes, as usual. <laughs> Yeah, so keep on the shit topics. Um, I, I mean, look, I just think, you know, Bentley, you've got... The, the trouble is it's only one free transfer. That's the problem. Because you, you, you're not going into that international break with two, which is what I really would recommend people try to do if you can, because there's still an awful lot of things going to fly around. I mean, there'll probably be a few wildcards flying around this international break as well, I would guess. I won't be all surprised. It's normally a time when people get a bit bored and like to play a wild card, right? Um, Joseph could listen to you pronouncing Spanish players' name all day, Gabe. Go. Give me one. I, um, Miguel Almiron le pasa el balón a Joe Ellington. <laughs> How about that? He was flagged. Who's flagged? <laughs> God, bloody hell. No. I'll tell you what, we're going to have, we're gonna have uh, you're gonna have a fan club, mate, soon. I, I, idea look, for new content. I might have to retire look, from FPL and uh, just only, speak Spanish. Maybe you, you could have an only fans page. 
You don't want to know. You don't want to know what one. You don't want to know what one of them is. I, I don't even know what one of them is. I've only heard a rumor. Only, only football fans. How about that? Yeah, I'll have an only football Maybe. fans page. Right. Okay. Gabe's gonna have an only fans, everybody, just to speak Spanish to you. <laughs> right. Um, this last question: Rashford, Matoma for Madison uh, and Sterling for a minus four points hit. Is it a good deal? Rashford and Matoma for Madison and Sterling for a hit feels a bit. It. it feels a bit too much. Yeah, I agree. Uh, keep Matoma. Just to Rashford and Madison. That's it. And FPL discomfort, our mate here. On that note, if you have three fully fit players on the bench, is it as important to try and have two transfers for post-internationals? Good point. Good point. But I don't know a lot of people who do. Um, I think there's a few people scratching the way through with a few fires here and there, which could really light up. In the next few days, if you've got if you've got that if you've got a, a, a strong bench, I think you can be you've you've obviously got a little bit of flexibility in the bank, haven't you? Yes, but I will say that I, I have a decent bench, and I and I made the transfer of Rad, Rashford to Madison. You've already done it. He, yeah, he, yeah, I, I did it. Even, even my my bench is um, Archer, Cabore, yeah. and. <laughs> Someone else. I'm not objectional to it. Like you say, if you if you're feeling comfortable that you're not going to run into difficulties and have to take a hit coming out of the international break, and of course we don't know what's in front of us. None of us do. Um, you know, we don't even know whether half play, you know, whether players are going to get sold. Quite frankly, um, still, um, then fine. Personally, it's not. I think I would be a bit more cautious, but I can see why maybe you wouldn't be. And on that note, I think, Gabe, I think we'll uh, knock it on the head, I think. Should we? What do you think? Let's do it. Let's knock it on the head. So, right, okay, let's put that back on the screen. So, guys, thank you very much. Uh, 1 hour 49, this is world record. It must be because Nima's not here, like I said earlier. (laughs) So, yes, Gabe, thank you, as always. Um... Pleasure. Always a pleasure, and uh, enjoy uh, your break. I think going down to LA again. Yep, off to LA tomorrow morning. Got a nice road trip ahead of me, um, and yeah, back uh, not next week as you said, but the week after for the review and then matchups. Perfect, perfect. And I'm going down to Singapore, just like old times next week. So uh, I'm. We're both going the wrong time like zone. I'm in the wrong time zone. Yeah, we are actually. We're both going back to. Uh, I wouldn't say our roots. Certainly not for me. But yes, going back down to Singapore our old next stomping week. Ground. Our old yes, stomping ground. yes. I'm popping in to say hello to a few old mates. Uh, and uh, yes, thankfully I don't have to get up in the middle of the night and watch football because there isn't any on. And I ain't watching the international because so I find it boring. Um, on that note, I think we'll get gone. And uh, yeah. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't hit like, please do. Just the final thing. And, of course, we've already mentioned it once tonight. I think we haven't had to mention it at all. Nominations for the Football Content Awards, please. It's been going along the bottom of the screen for about the last half an hour. Just have a look. And if you fancy voting for us just to get us on the shortlist, please do. Apart from that, take care. See you soon. Bye-bye. (laughs) 